With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tell us about the tattoos. Shut the fuck up, you little prick. But then I've got the phoenix. Hey, prick. So I'll take it from Bob every day of the week. An absolute disgrace. I hope you'll know it'll mind. Move him out of here, Darren. Ricky Hatton didn't go over for his fighter because he risked getting abducted and sold into sexual. I never said that. <laughs> Both have been rape victims. I'm not watching Frank Buglioni live on Saturday night. <laughs> you your mind. Jesus Christ, get yourself a life. He's actually a uh, priest. Yeah, yeah. It's because his brother John Fury eye gouged him. What have I told you all this time? He's going to end up sucked out, fucked out, looking for a handout. Boxing, um, nutters, messenger group. Oh, they're going to, oh, I'm going to be the king. Jay Pump, you know what I'm saying? Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Boxing Asylum Nutters podcast. Midweek madness, it's so much madness, it's not even midweek, it's Monday evening, not Sunday. First and foremost, apologies for the lack of episode 500 last night. It has not been cancelled, do not worry, it has not been cancelled, merely postponed. Unfortunately, we had a few issues that couldn't be resolved in time, so we shall go again next Sunday, November the 20th. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Anybody who's dealing with addiction, get that handled. I mean, (laughs) we deal with this tardiness enough, but this is the first time that Rob and his crack addiction has uh, actually just obliterated one of our shows. So, you know, Rob and anybody else who's struggling with the pipe, man, get that handled. But the crack means a a different thing where he's from, Matty. Give Give him some space. Come on now. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, same here, mate. the crack, he said. Huh? Aye. It's, it's, see, mate, over here, it's, it's C-R-A-I-C. Earlier, it's C-R-A-C-K. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, well, there you go. I learned something might... today. What a great show already. Well, it's let me educational. tell you something. Let me tell you something, Matthew. Uh, if Rob wanted to uh, fill the crack pipe, could uh, happily do it with the money that has thrown in already from Ryan Deal from New Zealand with 10 New Zealand dollars. He's in the Patreon as well, is Ryan, so he didn't need to do this. He said, listening to the Boxing Asylum Nutters podcast with your host, Steve Wellings, that's me, on a Tuesday morning, are you out of your mind? So it's Tuesday morning where Ryan is. He's a time traveller and he's listening to the podcast along with Matt Butters, not travelling through time, but equally as impressive. He's dropped in a fiver there, still enjoying the last few days of my holiday, so can't stay 
wanted to show appreciation for doing a midweek pod for us, despite everything going on. It's not even the midweek, Matt. It's not even the midweek. Anyway, thank you to everybody it's who fantastic. has joined us in the chat. We'll it, be giving them a shout. And Steve, Matty, they, uh, yeah. they've, they've oh. legalized uh, psychedelic mushrooms in my home state of Colorado now, so uh, I'll be able to fucking time travel and uh, never even leave the farm. <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of draws you're going to end up scoring in the course of the future, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's all DMT rather than TMT. No, it's called Midweek, Mid- Midweek Madness because Kurt used to do those shows many years ago, as you boys remember, and have been on many of them as well. So I thought to fit in with the taglines and the and the, the tags and all that type of stuff and the playlists, we'll call it Midweek Madness. Anyway, Weekend Madness, Matty. Let's get stuck straight into the action over in the States, uh, starting with the Palms Casino Resort Las Vegas. We had Zanibek Alim Kanuli, Anim Halulala, who knows what he's called, going in against Denzel Bentley. Going into this fight, Matty, I thought that Bentley's lax defence would let him down. He'd get stopped in the round, the mid-rounds. Even though Alan Canuli's gone through the motions a bit in the past, with I thought that Denzel would make it to about round six. But I just hoped that he could give a good account of himself. He could leave with his head held high. And after 12 rounds on Saturday night, I think Bentley definitely left with his head held high. Uh, considering that everybody uh, basically thought that he was going to be done before rounds, uh, before round uh, six, yeah, he far exceeded expectations. I, I talked you into keeping your point, Steve. Uh, so you better be thanking me there for for being Thank a you. dickhead. Yeah, yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, Bentley, I'll tell you, it was a very measured fight that he fought, and it seemed like he was looking for Alam. Uh, Alam, ha- God, now you got me saying it wrong. Alim Hanala. Uh, it was trying to get him to uh, fight uh, and, and kind of burn up, uh, burn up his motor early on. And, and take it to him a little bit later. He slowly, uh, Bentley slowly upped his pace as the fight went forward. Uh, both guys landed some good shots uh, down the stretch. Um, Alim Hanala probably having his best round actually in the 12th to close out the show. And what we thought was a pretty close fight. One of the judges scoring at 118-110. Uh, but, and I don't know if this adds so much ad shine to Bentley as it takes some off of uh, Alim Hanala. Uh, might be uh, shared a little bit, uh, you know, 70, 30, 50, 50. Uh, but I do believe that uh, that, that Bentley uh, could definitely fight some good middleweights coming up. Alim Hanala uh, is, is probably going to have people more willing to fight him after that performance, uh, you know, showing that uh, he doesn't, uh, doesn't always have that pop, uh, wasn't able to get Bentley to bite on as many feints. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, I, I know they've ruled out the all Cossack battle between him and, and Golovkin, uh, but there's a lot of other really good fights out there for him around 160 pounds. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll see uh, how, uh, how that goes. Maybe uh, catching the winner of the, the, the fight that you guys are uh, struggling for the guys' names y'all had over the weekend. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what's going on with him over, uh, over that. That was a good performance. Didn't really get other than the last round, didn't get hurt very badly. So um, his stock goes up. At the very best, I think Alan Hanalaz just kind of stays uh, where he was at. Just before we go for Andy on his take on this one, Adam Smido-Smith of Darts fame has jumped on the call here. He's already put a couple of messages in the chat. Fuck boxing. And is this officially episode 500? Uh, Smido, last time you were relevant in the boxing scene, Ricky Hatton was fighting. Uh, Hatton's long slunk off into retirement. Or has he? He's back on Saturday. You're back on Monday. What's going on, Smid? Well, Hatton looked in good shape. Would you believe it or not, when when we had off of a good reputation here at Boxing Asylum, I attended Hatton against, um, was it Senchenko? Yeah. Um, as an official member of the press representing <laughs> Boxing Asylum. 
I remember it was, yeah, I think it was 2012. I think it was October or November 2012 at the MEN Arena. Had a great seat. Um, can't remember much about the undercard. And then, yeah, Hatton got stopped with a body shot, didn't he? But, yeah, I mean, as you've, I, w- I won't repeat my swearing live, Steve, but as you've already alluded to uh, my opening statement in the chat, um, yeah, F boxing. Boxing is on its backside, isn't it? Come on. Boxing's on its backside, says Smido, on a Monday evening when we're all giving up our time. Come on, Smid, you can't be that negative. Give us some positives, man. What's going on in the I've world of boxing? That's exciting, yeah, come on. Um, I was looking forward to Eubank against uh, Ben, but we all know what happened there. The weekend right. just gone. We've had a we've had a split pay per view show from the same arena in Manchester, I think, and then we've had a basically a pay per view show in Dubai that ended up with John Fury doing his best impression of someone out of WWF. Like the, it's amazing. Like we've got Jake, uh, is it Jake Paul or one of the Paul people is like the biggest net, one of the biggest names in boxing. Mayweather's hanging around like a bad smell. I don't know what there is to be positive about. We've got Fury and Chisora on the horizon, a fight that absolutely no one wants other than Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora. Um, Joshua's going to be out again until March. Usyk has been ordered to fight Hergovic or something along those lines. I watched Hergovic's last fight. He was lucky to win that one against the Chinese fella. We've got no, I mean, Rob Kelly tells us every week that Errol Spence and Terence Crawford, the best fight in boxing, isn't being made. What have I got to be positive about? There isn't even any car park... Uh, there isn't even any what's it uh, Dennis Hobson shows from the car park on anymore. The sports in in the gutter. Sports in the gutter says Smid here. Tosh says can't see Smid in the chat. Tell him to get me unblocked. I don't think you've blocked him. Smith. I've never the, blocked the, the anyone private, in the my private life. chat. Yeah, the private. Chat. I've never I've never blocked anyone in my life on the that YouTube chat is is one of the most entertaining things in on the whole of the internet. Uh, the porkster gets it rough though, Smid. He does, but um, he's let the latest video that Porky sent me. He kindly sends me a video or two. Um, was uh, someone giving diet advice? So I was uh, fully engaged in in that one for half an hour. I need such advice, and thought it was worthwhile. Worthwhile advice. Stick with us for as long as you wish, Smido. We know you're doing doubles and trebles these days, uh, keeping the dart the darting world on ice. We're uh, welcome. We we love to have you there. Who, uh, who who's knocking about in the chat? There's take games. Here for episode four nine nine point five says Ames. Andy, I know you didn't get too much to watch uh, of uh, Johnny Becker, Alan Canuli against Denzel Bentley. Just on the wider points, though, I think that Alan Canuli got tagged quite a lot by Bentley. I think the one sixteen one twelve scorecard, from my point of view, was about right. I thought the one eighteen one eighteen one ten was ridiculous. We joked that Demetrius Andrade escaped middleweight to avoid this guy, but after that performance, I think Andrade would maybe beat him. One point I'll make to you is, Andy, let's look at the positives here. Smido can't give us too many positives tonight, but two things in Alim Canuli's favour. Even though he faded in the middle rounds, I think he grew stronger down the stretch. He had a solid last couple, which is a tick in the stamina in the box. Andrade, on the other hand, notoriously gasses out late in fights. And also, as you'll know, Andy, and a lot of the listeners as well, I'm a body of evidence guy. I'm not going to praise someone too much when they win or write them off too much based on one display. I always look for patterns or habits in their behaviour. Let's see what Alan Canuli does next, I think, rather than just judge him on this, Andrew. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at his past few fights, um, it's probably been the kind of same level of opposition he's been doing. Um, and the thing is, I think the reason why we're kind of big on him is because it's, it's how he dealt with. Was it, was it Nandam? Okay, he's washed. And was it Danny Dignam, I think it was? Mm. Um and obviously you've got Andrade, who's kind of probably fighting. Is it fair to say roughly about the same level of opposition? Yeah. So really, it was like, I think it was a fight that possibly, I probably both guys needed actually. 
But whatever Andrew Draddy's doing, he's moved up in weight. I've not heard any news about that. Everything I read on this fight, mate, was purely off the the slurry of social media over the course of the last couple of days and that where I've been kind of like travelling, you know. But everything seems to be negative. And if, if Spiddle can't find any positives, and I doubt I can, mate, but everything seemed to be pointing toward negativity. I, said, I never read any, you know, many positives. I'll always take your word to say that if, you, if you're showing the good stamina, that's always a good tick. Um, the body evidence of what yeah we've got to see it. Who we're we going to be looking at next over the next you know defence opposition. I mean Eubank was being touted potentially as an opponent for. I, think I was reading between was it who was it Golovkin I think it was. Though I can't see that happening. The Ben fight seems far away. So the fucking Golovkin's fighting Zarafa and Oz like for the worst fucking. Who is sorry? Who's fighting Golovkin? Zarafa? He's fighting yeah. Zarafa and Oz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One of the it's the pace, you know. <laughs> um, aye, so who, who else we got there then, mate? You know, obviously I wouldn't see any unifications happening, but Andre well, can't decide what weight class he's in, so fucking knows with that guy. He um, says, "Be patient, Matty. It's all coming." <laughs> What's coming? Yeah. I don't know. Christmas, I think, before him fighting again, he's washed in the Android. So definitely that. I'm just look, just put up his rankings, mate, for WBO, right? Mm. I tell you what. No man, I mean Bentley is. I would say Bentley is a very, oh, he is a solid domestic, probably European level guy. But looking at the rest of that, you got to say there's a lot of fifty-fifty fights in there for the likes of Bentley and that as well. They might, they might even revisit that Marata fight scene. It's they've had ties with ESPN before, and top rank especially. So uh, yeah. I feel it's cash in about top four. Jaime Mungia, I don't know if he's... He's fighting, fighting next week. He's fighting, fighting on Saturday. He's, I forget the Luis name. Yeah. He, was stopped, uh, he was stopped in two rounds by Ali Mahanala a couple right. of years ago. So and then he went, the, the zone. he went the distance with somebody decent here recently. I can't remember. Yeah, but, see, you got Hamza Shiraz bring up the top 10. And if you really want to get right deep into the battle, you've got Vinny Feigen, but it's the doorman himself. So... <sighs> You know, Shiraz is he's okay, isn't he? He's a, well, he's proven himself at domestic level. Um, I think is you know, does he know when the British? Well, and you obviously have Charlo sitting there. Um, I mean, Elam Hanala against Charlo is an interesting fight, I guess, if you're going to make one. I still think, as much as he's a chump, I still think that Andrade against Charlo is a good fight, too. Charlo. The likes Honestly. of Alan Canuli, though, they're never going to put him and Charlo. It just can't happen, can it? Charlo's no, not no. going to risk it. They're not going to have the money. The PBC and Top Rank aren't going to do business. It's just an. It's just not going to get made. It's just no, I would doubt it, yeah. I think as well, Jamal Charlo, when, um, he's no fought since last June. Yeah, I think he's got legal issues, hasn't he, Charlo? I, I heard. Is he? Yeah. Sure, didn't he smash? Oh, didn't he ever go to someone in a restaurant or something? No, I thought that got cleared. Is that the thing about the about the maybe you got the bank card or the credit oh, card? Oh, maybe it was but, something else. Then maybe whack somebody. There's definitely something floating about in the background. I'm not. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there is though. Felony assault charges dropped by prosecutors. So mm, maybe not. Over. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe that's what's been keeping him out until that point, and now they're trying to get him a fight. I don't know. But he needs to be more active. Him. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He hasn't yep. fought all year. Right, okay, Andy, we'll come back to you shortly. Uh, talking of activity, rapping Rob Kelly, unrivaled work, thrown in the one-twos like Alim Canuli. Uh, did you get to catch anything of this on Saturday night, Rob? Uh, I, Steve, I, I focus my attention on where the real fucking stars in boxing are, right? Ooh. Not fucking, not dead zone or dad zone or whatever the fuck it is. Well, it is dead zone as well. 
the, the only boxing I caught over the weekend was fucking Mayweather versus Deji. And uh, what the and fuck is Tom, wrong with you? Tommy Fury's exhibition and the da, the da nearly fighting Jake. Oh, Paul, me. I told you fuckers that Rob has been smoking fucking coke. <laughs> I fucking told you fuckers at the Listen. beginning of the show. If I needed any more proof, here it is. Jake, Jake Paul is leading the charge for the real fighters, right? Fuck all this fucking Canuli, Adam Canoe Galuli or whatever the fuck his name is. Um no, jo- jokes aside, I did I had I had a, a quick look. I there's something about him that I haven't been convinced about since he turned over. And I can't quite put my finger on it. Like he has everything, he doesn't really do anything wrong. But I just think there's a bit of something there that he's gonna he's gonna either some night someone's absolutely gonna fucking steamroll him and beat the shit out of him, or he's gonna fall apart mentally or something. I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I haven't been able to take to him. Credit to to Denzel Bentley for putting up like I mean he lost all the rounds or whatever, but he came on. He was competitive in the fight, I guess. Um and he didn't get fucking banged out, which was good for him. Um I wish like I just on a note on the sport, like can we just fucking get rid of Tommy? Like, what's the fucking point of this guy? Like, what is the point? Like, you don't need to fight, man. You don't need to fight. Just go fucking get a sunbathe, chill with your lovely little wife, and fuck off. The fucking hogging the fucking headlines for. Did you see the state of that theater? And like, it's bad. It's bad state of affairs when you're fucking making Jake Paul look good. You know what I mean? Between him and the dad, like, would you just honestly? He misses fucking weight by seven pounds to fight fucking nobody. Bomba Baluba or whatever the fuck his name was. He was supposed to be fighting Paul Bamba. Bamba. He can't fucking get down. He misses weight by seven pounds. Changes the contract. Hope that nobody fucking notices. Boxes an exhibition against the guy, and then has his dad taking his top off to go fucking. Um, and then he says as well in, in this fucking this persona he's trying to fucking sell to the public. I don't care about the glitz and glamour, man. You just got off the sunbed and had your eyebrows threaded. Like it looks like you care about the glitz and glamour more than the fucking fight game. Like honest stuff. Fuck. Can we just get rid of this fucking guy, man? Uh, you know, I was I was all for Tommy Fury turning over and Roman Fury and Fury Fury, all of them. Go fucking turn over, make your money and all. But like at least fight. And, and take the sport seriously Like This fella's out in nightclubs Off his fucking chops He's fighting his uncle Or cousin Or something out on the street He's fucking uh, He can't get to America For fights that he signed He's turning up Out of shape And overweight For fucking uh, fights Against nobody Like honestly Jake Paul has more Credible record Than Tommy Fury At this point I honest to God At this point I just do not see Where the fuck this is going Like he, He's the one Who should Bro. be fighting YouTubers If, if he's Bro. gonna be that guy Be that guy Don't fight Try to act like I honestly, give, I make Paul a favorite. Like I, you know, I think I think there should be VAT attested for that fight. I'm not going to say, and <laughs> I'm not, not going to fucking sit on the fence about that. I think there should be a lot of VAT attesting for that fight. But I would make Paul the favorite. To, to he, ha, I think his opponents have combined losses or something like 187 fucking defeats. Give me a break. Anyway, hey, Rob, sorry guys. Rob, did you see Jake Paul's IG post? He's got a picture of John Fury with his top off, really near the ropes, coloured in green with Shrek right at the bottom. He's, he's on living, fire. He's living see, in their heads, man. They, they, they're kind of like, he's, I think if he ever comes up against a real fighter with a smart mouth, that's where you'll see Jake Paul find out, fall down. But when he's walking into these kind of like, these are like sitting ducks for him. The likes of Tommy Fury, he's not necessarily sharp. The dad, like he knows what he's going to say, but I thought there was a good, there was a good post. So there's someone, it's that picture that's on screen there now, but it's the original one. And there's just somebody has John Fury's like the side of his arm, and Jake Paul just rode up like literally nothing stopping him. 
<laughs> you, you, you know, Rob, you, you can take the uh, take the boy out of the caravan, but you can't take the caravan out of the boy. <laughs> I followed this. I followed a bit of this one. Totally right. Yeah, actually, it was Jake Paul No in commentary shouting, "You fucking suck, Tommy! You fucking suck!" Yeah, You're I think he was just shouting like, "What was that? What was that?" <laughs> what and like, he's, all around, by man. all accounts, he struggled in the exhibition as well. Like. Did you they? know, they were talking about it afterwards as if he had beaten some guy. He was like, he's just won a version of a world title two weeks ago. Oh, fuck me, man. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. What world? The worst, exi- where? the worst exhibition of the weekend, Matty, when you make Marco Antonio Barrera look good with his little belly hanging over his shorts. I, You know, I, I'll tell you how I got fucked on that. I knew, the, the, the you know, it was on the event with Natasha Jonas. Figured that out finally in the middle of the week. Mm. And I saw that that event was available for the low price of $10 on Fight TV. So I'm like, yeah, that's not bad. I'd love to see Ricky fight again. You know what fight wasn't included for the price of $10, Steve? <laughs> so anyhow, didn't get to see Rick. I uh, was really looking forward to that. And, and apparently it was it was entertaining enough. I saw some clips. He looked all right, looked in decent shape. You know? Why do you hate your money so much, Matty? I don't know. <laughs> It's I like I really was looking forward to that. You, you, you could have given me the money. I was watching it for free on a fire stick. I would have given. I would have fucking just thrown it up on the screen there for you. We could have gone on a split screen. Give me half the money, even. Yeah, thanks. So, anyways, fight I, companion. I, I really felt done in by that one. I was uh, I was looking forward to seeing Rick fight, uh, but uh, you know, um, I, I got to see the clips and uh, hear the band again and stuff like that. And. It, it, Funny. Looked, it looked all right what I saw. Yeah. In fairness to him, the ring walk was class. They were walking out on the on the walking frame with the NHS yeah. nurses and that. But can we stop? Can we please stop? Because you know who's on the fucking exhibition trail and you know what we're getting, like, don't you? <laughs> you Boy, know exactly where this Ricky is fucking. Too. You know exactly where this is going. Can we just... Another one. Can he piss off as well, Mayweather? Stop. Uh, everyone out in Dubai, if you love boxing... Go get that money up for, for Crawford and Spence and make it happen out there. Go and fucking pull the stops out and get the fight out there. Stop bringing Floyd over for these exhibitions because he don't even he's not even trying to make it look like the fight's competitive anymore. Did you see anyone see the highlights or anything? No, Absolutely. Rob, we watched actual boxing, man. No, 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 sorry. Like, yeah, you got to watch missing, it. He was missing punches in that, wasn't he? Missing. He was walking around the place. He was dancing. He was just taking the absolute pace. And for, in the post-fighting press conference, he sat in the fucking conference and talked pure gold, smart investment talk for the whole fucking thing. <laughs> he talked about how much fights he made, how much money he made in certain fights, how he bought himself out of his top rank contract. It's about smart investments. It's about making as much money as possible. It's about if I never have another exhibition, I'd be live a good life. Well, live a good life, Floyd, and get the fuck out of the highlight, out of the limelight, and let some of these young fellas get some money, because I do not want to see Ricky Hatton versus fucking Floyd Mayweather 2 with Adam Smith commentating on it in 2023, but I'm probably going to get it, I think. Fucking hell, I've seen that. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. After the fight, Floyd... Floyd, in the interview, was saying, oh, Deji's a great fighter, man. He's a great fighter. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. No. Someone told him he's a fucking YouTuber. He doesn't even, doesn't even know what he does. He's turned up for the check. Uh, Ames was there, Andy. Ames was, was actually in Dubai, yeah. Oh, you talk about Matty hating his money. Fucking Ames must hate his life if he's out there oh, watching I'd say that someone stuff, paid for him to be out there. Ames uh, is well, smarter than that. Smart be, investments. It, it, better, he better go his money's worth anything. I can guarantee you, Ames. Ames needs to make smart investments. Well, well, hopefully we're thinking about Floyd to get those investments, you know, into Bitcoin and Razor Coin, whatever you want to call it, you know. 
What they need, what they need is um, a conference, a press conference, or a conference, a gathering in the Middle East um, about the launch of a new Bitcoin related to boxing, and it to be ridden uh, or riddled with organised crime. That's what they should do. Oh, you're so cynical, Smido. You just come on here, what happens spread to you, your Smido? shit. The great bunch of lads doing their best. True, he's true. He's right with what you're saying, though. Uncle Dan probably got his fingerprint somewhere over that. <laughs> It's hard to find his fingerprints on anything, isn't it? fingerprints <laughs> <laughs> these days, actually. Can't, can't find him, but you can find Desmond Bungus or whatever the fuck his name is. Fingerprints are all over everything at the moment. Right. What was that? And that old heavyweight boxer got caught for the, was the, the big massive seizure we mentioned another week, though? Oh, um, yes, yes. Gorgovic or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it hard to, uh, to uh, dust prints when you're looking at something where there are prints that are like caked in fried chicken grease okay. <laughs> it depends what you I don't know if it's easier or harder <laughs> what kind of powder are you dusting the prints with anyway let's get off that Matty let's get off that and back onto the real boxing I did see Sinisa Estrada Matty you would be proud of me tell I me what, what, what I saw go on break it down for me you know what I what I think you saw Steve was one of the top 10 uh, women's fighters in the sport uh, she puts her punches together well She's she uses very unique angles uh, doesn't jab very much, you know, it, it, the talent is so there The she is so incredibly athletic. Um, Tim Bradley might've oversold it a bit, but he's right. She's a fun fighter to watch. Um, the problem is there's, I trying to think of interesting fights for her at those weights and there's not a whole lot going on, um, off the top of my head as far as talented fighters. But for those who like honest, who, who like seeing, the talented fighters, women's boxing. You should watch this one. It was a good, entertaining fight. Her opponent could take a hell of a shot. Um, but it was just a Sinisa Estrada is just a tremendous fighter, uh, fighting from both sides, combination puncher, um, lots of personality, good looking gal to boot. Um, so yeah, uh, what did you think of Sinisa, Steve? Yeah, I think she boxed well. She's one of the better female fighters. I was more impressed with her than that Dakar who fought Natasha Jonas. And I'll tell you why else I like Estrada, Matty. I like her banter away from the ring. I stumbled upon a tweet she put up. I'm not sure who she was referring to. It might have been a Sparza or one of her rivals. You'll put me right on this. But apparently one of her rivals was commentating on The Zone a couple of Saturdays ago. And Estrada tweeted out, I want to apologize to everyone who had to listen to the voice of my drunk tear commentating on The Zone. Stay away from Marlboro Reds, kids. <laughs> that's a good bird. Yeah, that must have been Marlon Esparza. That's that's a good one. Uh Sinisa Estrada's an East LA chick, man. She grew up knowing how to talk shit. Uh, I've said it before. She grew up in the the gyms. Uh it's uh with fighting boys. Uh Sergio Morris saw her when she was really young. That's why Oscar had her signed uh to Golden Boy, and he lost her to top rank, and Bob is, was so averse to female boxing. That's that that's a whole fucked up thing in itself. But um yeah, she's she's a bad chick, man, and uh, she can bounce weights. I think she's she's won uh, titles at 105, 108, and 112. Uh, this was at the minimum weight, uh, defending her belt. Uh, she's already beaten Esparza. Um, that'd be an interesting rematch. I think Esparza's only got better, but she's with the zone, and considering that, uh, and with Oscar specifically, and considering that... Um, uh, Sinisa jumped away from Oscar the way that she did over to top rank, um, sitting on the fence for nearly a year trying to get the fight that she wanted. Uh, I'm not going to, I just, I can't see that happening. So unfortunately, just like it sucks, there's just not enough good talent around there to really test these people and see how good they are. And I'd love to see Sinisa really tested because I, I truly think she's the goods. 
Matty, I'm going to stick with you because you put in the unrivaled undercard work. Just before you do so, shout out to Tosh Jr. Malone, regular listeners, throwing in an unmentionable contribution. Thank you, Tosh. We'll keep it on the down low. Don't want any spousal disharmony there. You were mentioning, Matty, uh, during the undercard, I picked back up on your comments about Carlos Balderas's jab. Was he the pick of the undercard or was it Raymond Moratala? I think it, it my I think it's probably Mortella. I I think Mortella. What I like about him is that that killer instinct that he has, and I I just I think he's going to go farther. Um, but uh, Balderas is is definitely an interesting prod uh, prospect. I mean, and that jab is vicious, man. Um, it's if there's I don't remember much else about that fight except thinking fuck that's fast and that's hard. Um, the guy, uh, guy throws a mean one. Hey, I'll be watching him. <laughs> Continue, Rob. The sexual innuendo turning you on. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, man. Sorry, I don't want to be stop you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, but uh, yeah, I it, he definitely an exceptional fighter. But for me, uh, the highlight of that of those prospects on that card uh, is. Uh, going to have to be god who did you just say steve like it's two days ago now usually this is sunday muratella sorry yeah murataya excuse me it's not even pronounced muratella oh, muratella um but yeah he's he's exceptional i don't think he's as good as bradley has him he's got him as one of his double stamp prospects and that list i generally agree with like xander zayas you know how high i am on that kid um kishan davis is on there muratella i think He's probably going to find his way into a championship at some point, so he's he's good. But but I I think he's going to end up being more of a fan favorite fighter than a pound for pound pound fighter. Thank you, Matty. Just before we go on to Sonny Edwards and the rest of the action from the weekend and then look ahead to next week, shout out to everybody who's in the chat tonight for this Midweek Madness special, Boxing Asylum episode 500 is coming up next Sunday. This is a Midweek Madness special to keep things ticking over. We've got M. Lithgow 1983, we've got Tosh, we've got John Fury's layered stomach, we've got Michael Thompson, we have Jim McDonald Boxing, go and subscribe to him, we have Nang2942. We have, who else we got here scrolling on up? Big A is with us as well as always. Andrew Thicket on Facebook. We have uh, Ben Russell, Take Ames as well, who's out in Dubai, is with us. Magoo, who drops in from time to time. Mark Stanton, shout out to him. Yumi Yappy, I saw him earlier as well. Paul Raftery, who's always good for a question or two or a belly of the week over on Twitter. Uh, JB and final couple as well. James Locke says, better late than never. Absolutely, James. Absolutely indeed. And finally, who else have we got throwing about here? Uh, nobody of any note, no boxing channel. Chilo 35, that's Jason Chilo who's joined us as well. Uh, Andy, just going on to uh, oh, sorry, Smith, are you jumping in there? No, Jason Chukru. No, J- I haven't seen Chukru for a while actually. He usually turns up about four weeks later. <laughs> and you didn't mention them, um, horse, uh, horse, uh, penis Nelson there. He's not He's... in the chat, is he? Unless I wow, missed him. That's, just, that's a shame. He's a regular, I'd expect He's... him to be there, Steve. Yeah, he is, certainly. Uh, William McAllister says, how do we order the T-shirts? Well, friend of the pod, Danny Young, head of our merchandising department, is sorting out T-shirts as we speak. So, uh, yep, absolutely. Danny can send them to Australia. He sent them down to the boys down under before. So if you want I've a got T-shirt. One. Oh, you've, got, you've got one of them. Yep, there's a limited edition having. version coming out soon, Smido, for episode oh, 500. Well, yep, keep I was an eye one on of that. the first people to, to have one. I wore it today, actually, to the gym. Lovely job. They are Smido in his T-shirt. Getting all sweaty. Uh, David Mustard as well. Shout out to him. Uh, Sonny Edwards then, Andy. We had a tweet come in. I think it was for Belly of the Week, but we'll throw it up here. 
for Aussie, but he's not with us. Sonny Edwards is the best fighter I've seen live ever, says Teets. And it's not even close. Absolute domination. Maybe a bit over the top there, Andy, but I tell you what, Sonny Edwards dealt with a dangerous power puncher, made him look one-dimensional. He is slippery, Edwards, and he's going to be a force at that weight to be reckoned with for any other fellow champions. Yeah, we've said that for a while, mate. I mean, he uses his legs well. Um, again, just could follow the comments on this one as well. Um, Sonny saying he can barely lift his arms, so saying that the guy really hits hard, which is just testament. I mean, we've been saying that for a while, actually, that, well, for a long time that Alvarado was a, a decent puncher. And looking at it, Freeze Edwards up a wee bit, I think, as well, because he hasn't really got a, a mandatory contender, as I understand, unless something happens with the IBF over the coming months. But um, belts are starting to kind of, you know, become vacated. I think Jesse Rodriguez is talking about coming down to fight at 112 for the WBO. That's vacant. Um, I've not seen anything about who's going to be. Who's he, who's he fighting for that one? I've seen something kicking around about the weekend there. Oh, quick second to see if I can yeah. find it. Can't remember the name now, Andy. I saw it too. Yeah, thank, thanks. On Sunday again, we probably would have known these things. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on the regular quick. week stuff. I wouldn't have done. Right. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's that's because you're averse to the short people. I, I think you had a bad experience with the midget at some point in your life, Steve. You know what? You could well be right. I'm not going to object to that. Yeah. Any luck, Andy? No, 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 mate. I just need to bang his name into old Google and see if I can find him. But as you say about Edwards, um, he's calling it Martinez, isn't he? Well, I've seen Martinez again. Again, I've seen it today. I'm sure Martinez is or like Martinez was supposed to fight Arroyo, I think, but Arroyo pulled out. Something lined up soon, though. Yeah, he's fighting on the he's fighting on the undercard of uh, uh, Chocolatito Estrada three, but he was supposed to fight Arroyo, and and they replaced Arroyo. Arroyo pulled out with injury. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on with that. You know, Martinez is so vulnerable. I mean, we, we saw him against, uh, against Gonzalez and I, and I think, I honestly think that, that, uh, just a younger, quicker fighter and bam, you're not quite as good a footwork as Chocolatito, but very good. I think, I think he'd knock him out. Honestly, that that's a bad fight for Martinez. That's a bad fight for him. Just again, on really, I'm not finding it, mate, at this point, but again, just to confirm it, he's coming down to WA, down to 112, WBO titles line up. Obviously, Edwards is wanting that fight. Um, whether they can get that fight in the UK and Edwards can, can travel, I'm not too sure, but Rodriguez with Eddie might get something kind of lined up. I'm just trying to think here, actually, who else we kind of got in line, but obviously, I never really kind of felt that Rodriguez was was, was cut out for like in a long term 115 at this point because obviously he jumped up to 108 to, mm. to, one, to, to 115. So, I've been interested to see him kind of coming down, um, certainly to see how his power is because obviously he's, he's, had, he's, he's kind of like been forced to kind of go over the rounds and that, but yeah, he's gonna, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that's an easy fight for Rodriguez fighting Sonny Edwards. I think that's a close competitive fight and I think it's one that Rodriguez would definitely need to make adjustments mid-fight um, whether Edwards I did see a picture on the day before it just before the weigh-in I think he didn't he didn't look too good looked quite drawn so I don't know people were also saying on Twitter that he'd um, maybe just conserving energy but you see they can maybe, maybe slow down a wee bit mid- middle half of that fight possibly again maybe just you know he's fighting a puncher he's obviously trying to conserve energy he's maybe had a a wee bit of hard time making the weight as well, so maybe that might be a factor. We'll just need to wait and see. But yes, uh, that is a fight. Obviously, we want to see. Just want to see some sort of kind of big fights, decent fights happen at this point, and that and that would be one of them at least. Because well, Rodriguez you know, coming down, we'd instantly be like a top, top three of division. Well, and Edwards is definitely the top three as well. I would say. Well, they're supposed to make uh, uh, the the Gonzalez against Kenshiro fight. They're supposed to make that one. That's basically supposed to be a done deal. 
as I understand it. Which fight that mate? Can cheer on who? And and uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, the the guy who just bought. Oh right, I the unification, right? Yeah, that's, that's and that would, and I think that's three, if or is that four of the belts at one hundred eight that would be, be three, three out of the four. Okay, and so I mean that's a great fight, and I I think that would create lineage. I don't think there's a lineal champ there. I could be wrong, but um, but, and then I'd like if you could see uh, Edwards fight uh, fight Bam. And then the winner of those two fight uh, fight it it'd probably be at one twelve. I mean, come on, it's four pounds. I know you say it's a big deal, but I don't think it would be. Th- that's a hell of a fight. Can uh, Can Shiro against Gonzalez? Uh, that that's a good uh, boxer versus puncher fight right there, especially considering Ken Shiro's output. And and then uh, then you got a great boxer against uh, against puncher matchup, but a puncher with a hell of a good foot movement, and Edwards against uh, against Bam Rodriguez, and uh, then you put the winner of those two against each other. That's great. I mean, you've you've cleaned up a lot of the what could happen at the, at those weights right there. Uh, and, and there's some talented cats. Like it, I don't think it's like the super flies that, that are at their last days right now where they were really banging five, six years ago. But, but I think that it's, it's a good light version of that. And uh, I'd love to see it decided. But the first, I just checked me, it will be the first lineal champ. And then over a decade, the last one was Giovanni Segura who beat uh, Calderon. That was a good fight. Two good well, fights. You're, you're going back a while there, aren't you? Yeah, 2011, mate. The last time, I think. Really? Was maybe vacated. Oh. Yeah, I think it might be vacated. I think. The, their mm. first fight was the beginning of the end of Calderon, though. That was. Uh, yeah, it was a heavy, heavy beat. Cal- as soon as Calderon's leg slowed down because he could never punch, could he? That was yeah. that was spelled trouble for him. He's, he was a he, fun fighter, man. He well, was I'll tell a you what, fuck. He's he's probably the son Edward as his day. Guy can punch, but he can move and he can box. Um. Calderon, he was tiny as well, wasn't he? Was it four eleven? I think he was five, five foot. I think he was five foot or five foot one. I mean, he was he not tall. Definitely campaigned at minimum weight for a number. Yeah, he was a straw weight at one point. I remember him turning up on a Sky undercard and Jim Watts saying, "I hope he gets his wife to break the eggs in their house." <laughs> 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 he said that on the broadcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Remember the days. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we had ring card girls back in the day anyway yeah. uh, Des is popped like, up in the like like good old Judy shout out to Judy the Des he says I think uh, Hearn will navigate Martinez away from Edwards it's hard to navigate away from Edwards Rob he's a bit of a nuisance he can't punch very hard but he's very skillful and very tricky he is a good boxer to his credit Ah, yeah, like he's a, he's one of those guys where he's a, he kind of walks the tightrope for me um, of turning people completely off him by his social media presence. Now, I don't give a fuck what he says because I don't get involved in shit like that on Twitter, but some of the some of the stuff that he comes out with and some of the back and forths and that, and I think he's, hasn't he recently said he's going to take a step away from social media and hire a team? Yeah, um, and he was back on the next day, wasn't he? How many people are in a team that runs a Twitter account? I don't know, but but anyway, that's uh, by the by. I think in terms of a, as a, as a fighter, I think Sonny a fucking tremendous little fighter. I think he's probably um a little bit small uh, on the small side to become a big domestic star in the UK. I think he definitely has the ability. Um, I don't know if like the the casuals are ever going to buy into him and kind of you know give give the big you know help him become a big british star but you know he's definitely in the in terms of what he does in the ring he's i don't think he's ever been in question 
Um, he doesn't really pack much of a punch, and there is some punches in and around that division, but he seems to have the skills to pay the bills. Very hard to land a clean punch, and I'm very elusive and supremely confident as well. He believes in himself. So in terms of uh, fighting ability, he's good to watch. Both of them actually are pretty decent, but he's the he's the better one. Uh, Matty, I'm not sure what of this turned up in the Prediction League. I know Joe Kennedy had Braithwaite and a Somba in his version of the Prediction League. You can uh, fill me in in a minute, but just before you go on to the main event on the undercard, actually, Marcel Braithwaite against a Somba was a pretty decent fight, but it seemed like there was some scrap going on outside of the ring throughout that. It was that bad, the referee had to stop it. Some fella was running around in a vest like it was WWE. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I, didn't ca- I didn't catch that one. He uh, looked like Steve Seagal up these tickets, yeah. man. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I, let me see if it's gone, Matty. I, I think I, I was able to catch the Dalton. I was able to catch the Dalton Smith fight on that one. Um, no, the Dalton got, Smith was a different card, dude. Which one am I thinking of? Oh, it was the, on the it was on the Saturday night. Dalton Dalton Jesus Smith Christ, was on you're the. Jesus Christ, you're bouncing all over the fucking place here. And weren't we Sonny <laughs> Edwards here? Yeah, that was on Friday. Fuck. Yeah, and Thomas and Shabazz Massoud stopped Jack Bateson as well. Did you catch that? That nope, was Probellum nope. on Fight TV. The only thing that I caught on that one, and it was great, on Fight TV, they gave me that one for free and they didn't charge me $10 to miss the main event. That was really friendly of them. Um, but I only caught the main event on that one, unfortunately. Uh, so, um, yeah, I missed the rest of it. I do know that uh, Oz said that uh, whatever one of those that you said was sure money. So, uh, so I put him in my bets. And he lost, so uh, I I'm, uh, wish Oz was here so I could curse at him for that one. And uh, you guys also cost me on the Dalton Smith thing. Oh, yeah, he's going to knock him out. Uh, totally uh, breaking away what I uh, why I put that fight in the league. Um, so thank you guys for costing me money. I'm not good at that myself. But If you were in the movie Bronx Tale, they'd make you sit in the back now at this stage if you're losing that much money. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, depending on how deep your pockets are, man, if I can keep you around as long as I can, right? Well, uh, fill us in on the predictions then, Matty. Who did what this weekend? So, let's see here. So, this week, we had, uh, pretty disappointing, uh, Steve was the only one who got the uh, Ali Mahanala Bentley uh, over on that one, and that was only because uh, I talked him into it. But then he picked Smith by KO, giving him three points. Rob also got three points. Andy got two. I got two. So at this point, uh, you got uh, Rob is sitting uh, eight points behind Steve, and uh, Andy is uh, four points behind Steve. Right. Matty, you are quite right. I am bouncing around all over the place. So I'll do a bit of housekeeping before we move on. Nick Ball. As as long as I don't go to nine points behind, because if I go nine points behind, it's definitely over this year. <laughs> I told you that. He's a bastard, isn't he? <laughs> Is this an inside joke? Yeah. Yeah, you won't understand it, mate. Does that have to do with football? Yeah. Yeah. Rob's gloating. Andy, I, I sympathize with you. Try being rock bottom of the league with the World Cup coming up. Rock bottom. Like mate, the mighty wonder. Yeah, I was at, I was at that family gathering. It was just getting started. And I'm, I'm watching, like, I'm also like, I'm, like the modern day Telefax or, or, or C-Fax, C-Fax. Say, actually. <laughs> I, I've got the app on my phone just sitting waiting on the final score coming in so I could then go, go and get fucking absolutely slaughtered man get pissed at my mind so that's what I went and done uh, 
Could be worse. Could be worse. But Rob knows I could see that weeks ago anyway. So. <laughs> well, it was good for the two of us. Bringing us closer together, really, when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only banter. Right, yes. So, uh, Nick Ball on Friday night knocked out Jesus Rubio. All I saw of that entire card was the knockout itself on Twitter. So, congratulations to Nick Ball. He a pocket rocket indeed. Dalton Smith, Casey Benjamin, the Matty. A unanimous decision. Benjamin was tough and he pushed it really close on the cards. I erroneously forced you into the stoppage. I thought Dalton Smith would get rid of him. Natasha Jonas as well against Marie-Yves Dakar on the undercard. And Tyler Denny causing the upset against Bradley Ray, which I didn't see because I was suffering Wolves against Arsenal at the time. Any word on Jonas and Smith from you, Matthew? Yeah, I just, uh, it, it was a cagey fight. Um, I, I, I I thought it was a decent boxing match. Um, ne- neither guy landed much of anything hard. I, th- I thought the decision was fair. One of the cards was a little bit on the wide side of things, if I recall. Um, and, and it just... Um, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's I, um, I from that fight um, between Smith and Benjamin, I, I, I think Benjamin is definitely... Uh, uh, he's definitely improved since that first loss. You, you'd have to consider, especially with how dismissive you guys were of him. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know that I could say that I thought that uh, either is going to be world level, um, even Smith, the winner of the contest on that one. It, it seemed like just an upper level domestic fight. I don't, I don't know if you think he's got the goods to, to move up around these stacked light middleweight and uh, middleweight divisions. But um, I, I think there's a clear ceiling with the guy. With the guy, but th- this was a decent enough fight between um, two two uh, two guys who knew how to operate pretty all right. And what about Jonas Dakar, Matty? I, you know, uh, Dakar looked really bad early. I think that it, that it, she she just wasn't uh, thrown enough early. And she could have done a lot more to maybe make the fight more competitive on the cards. I, I thought that it was a getting a little bit wide um, when he didn't give her at least you know three rounds. I, I thought that she did better in the la- in the latter half. Um, but but you know Jonas, a decent enough fighter, definitely improved since she moved up in the weights. Um, but but I don't think when you're talking about trying to display the the championship levels and, and show the upper echelon of the women's sport that this was a good example of it. Um, you know, Jonas looked all right, but I uh, both fighters left me wanting. Um, the chat is uh, heating up, rapping Rob Kelly. Two ends of the credibility spectrum here. First of all, darts legend Chris Mason, writing at the world level of darts back in the day, said Nick Ball was brilliant. He's a handful for anyone. Great show as always, gents. Which was followed up, Rob, by uh, sexfine.biz, who says hot pics of my sister and a heart. So it's all kicking off in the chat there, Rob. Woo! Matty will be all that one. I don't want to see your sister. <laughs> Rob's not biting on that one. <laughs> He's disappeared. <laughs> oh dear, who knows where he is? Who knows where he is? Uh, yes, so Dalton Smith, not that impressive. Eve Marie Dakar, or whatever you call her, as well. Uh, you've spoken on Ricky Hatton, have you, Matty? You've got that off your chest? Yeah, considering all I've ever been able to see on that was highlights. Seemed really good. He just, I don't know. He seemed happy. He looked in good shape. And if doing these little exhibitions once or twice a year keeps him at a healthier place in his life, I, I didn't. I don't see any reason with the way he looked that he shouldn't do it. Why not put a few bucks in your pocket? Nobody gets hurt. You stay healthy. Um from what I can tell, he looked good and and he, he looked happy and 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 content and and I think that matters more than anything because the guy's had his struggles and I, I think just he's a guy that you can't help but pull for. Yeah, he's just a man of the people. 
So uh, it, it was just good to see him doing his thing, whatever amount that I was able to see of it. Uh, Ames is a man of the people as well. He says, sexfine.biz says, like the mighty P on the next Misfits card on the zone. They might well do, Ames. They might well do. We'll go on to Montana Love, first of all, and then we'll go on with the action for next week, and then we'll wrap up for this one. Just before we do so, a shout-out to all of our friends joining us over on Patreon.com for Boxing Asylum this week. Gary Lockwood returned. He just couldn't stay away, could he? David Palmer upgraded from Super Chats to Patreon. He's with us as well. So is Andrew Walsh, Mark Gallagher, Martin Frank, and Des Wilson. Uh, Des Watson, sorry, Des. Des Watson there as well. So uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six people over on Patreon. They're loving it over there, Matty. Uh, Montana Love then. Yeah, you saw this first of all, Montana Love, yeah? Yep. Uh, yeah, so last week, I, I said last week, you know what, we laughed. We laughed at the lack of uptake for the tickets, the people who weren't going to be in attendance. But actually, this was a well-matched card with some good fights on it. We said that as well. Looked like it was whoever did turn up had a good time. It was a good atmosphere. And in the main event, Montana Love was disqualified for throwing Steve Spark over the ropes. Now, I'm going to give my opinion, Matty, and then you can give yours, naturally. Eddie Hearn and Love's team were kicking off afterwards, saying it was a joke decision by referee David Fields. But the more I watched it on the replay, I found myself agreeing with the referee. Now, at first, I thought, hmm, maybe a little knee-jerk. But what Love did and the manner he did it in had the potential to cause a lot of damage because not only did he throw Spark over the ropes, but he did it in spite of the ref trying to break them. The ref was trying to stop the situation from escalating. And also, when Love lifts up Spark, you watch closely, you probably saw this as well, the forearm, he aggressively pushes Spark's neck down with his forearm as he throws him over the side of the ropes. He really snaps down on that head and that neck as Sparks falling over into the concourse. That was bloody dangerous, I thought. Oh, absolutely. And and it, for me, I think the uh, the determination um, when you're talking about disqualification is did they have malicious intent with their action? And uh, I have a hard time saying that that was not with malicious intent on the part of uh, Montana love. And, uh, you know, I'd always thought that he was a vulnerable fighter. I, I just couldn't get on the train with Montana love. Um, I mean, there's obviously some skill there. He's not without it. Um, but Steve spark coming in, you know, this is a guy who's fought a little bit up at 154, but he's down here making 140. um, you know, recently had a loss to Tim zoo again at 154 pounds, different ball game in there. Um, love wasn't able to push him around. Um, it had to result to a lot of clenching, um, nasty stuff, getting dropped in the second round um, after getting rattled by a shot. And then and nothing big against the ropes. I mean, the size was really telling. And and then there was a bad clash of heads prior to that rope incident. And I have to blame it on on Love. I mean, he was the one that was coming in there flying and, and looking for the clinch and stuff. So kind of led to his own demise and he was telling the doctor that he couldn't see and the doctor's like eh, we'll let it go another 60 seconds and see how he does well within that time frame he went and tried to sh- shovel mr spark over the ropes and the fight was uh, called off um eddie could be as pissed off as he want wanted uh love seemed to have cooled down at some point during it but you know these ohio fighters steve uh they they have problems man um him easter broner even going, back to, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. even going back to Kelly Pavlik and, and his exploits outside of the ring. Let, let's not act like he was an angel, and I don't want to limit this to, to skin color. I mean, you know, Kelly Pavlik wasted a hell of a career by being a fuck-off outside the ring. 
Um, so it's it, just it, Ohio in general then, because he was Youngstown, Brona, Cincinnati. This is Cleveland. It sounds like Ohio's got it going on, Matter. Yep, and Easter is Toledo. Didn't he get shot recently or some shit? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, there's something fucked up with Ohio, and like these guys need to get it together, and uh, they they need to learn how to cool themselves down and and just live more decent lives. Because inside and outside of the ring, man, these guys are fucking themselves. I mean, come on, Montana, you got that little dog to take care of. You know, I mean, once upon a time it was just about you. But but now you got that dog. It's kind of sad to see that Eddie Hearn has signed another dud, really, isn't it? It's fucking it's a bit disappointing. He was holding out a bit of hope that Montana Love was the last fucking the last semblance of hope for the zone. He must be fuming though. Like seriously, to, to put in a performance like that to me, to me, Love looked like he was trying to quit. Um ever since he got dropped. He got dropped, he got cut. He didn't like it. He wasn't gonna dig down. He fucked the guy out over the top rope. He could have injured his neck, his back, his head, his fucking anything on the way out. Didn't give a fuck. And then you have Eddie out defending him. Well, you know, at least he's not defending a drug cheat this time. He's fucking it's a little bit more defendable, I suppose, Ooh. an incident that happens in in a in a in in real time um in a live boxing match. But that was poor from Montana Love. And if you were after fucking investing a few quid and putting a few quid behind him and trying to, you know, make him as one of the breakout stars in your roster. Fucking hell, how disappointed are you going to be after that? Because Steve Spark or whatever the fuck his name was, he, he came to fight, didn't he? He came to fight. Yeah. He wasn't fucking, he was having his moment and he, he, he right, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He rightfully, he rightfully had his moment at the end. Good on him. Yeah, Andy, Rob has touched upon something. Ben Russell as well with Hearn. Montana Love, he's got the dog. He's got people massaging him beforehand in the changing rooms. He's got the gimmick. He's got the just about hometown crowd. Why is Eddie invested in this guy? I'll tell you why he's invested in him. Nobody else has picked him up. Eddie's throwing shit at the wall and just trying to sign anybody he can while he desperately clings on by a gnat's cock to this American matchroom experience. You see that he's trying to get himself back in the heavyweight picture by the back door, trying to use fucking Philip Hergovich. Holy shit, man. Imagine using that guy as your fucking last swing of the dice for fucking heavyweight glory. Um, as I've seen, Rob, there was this not one of the cards that absolutely bombed they haven't even, like drag people who were like in the bleachers forward. Well, they, they must have done actually because the atmosphere has seemed pretty good from what I saw. Andy, funnily enough, was it in Ohio that fight? My yeah, <clears throat> oh, was it? Yeah, can you, can you imagine what happened then? Eh? But like the fucking, but like the Glasgow ones or the Manchester ones, when they're all fucking in the toilet snorting the fucking Kunso cocaine <laughs> straight in there for a fucking battle afterwards. Do you see like some Steven Seagal there kicking about with the vest on? <laughs> It's just happening over the place just now. You've got John Fury over in Dubai wanting to take it on. What the fuck is going on, man? There's, there's fucking better action going out in the fucking crowds than there is in the ring these days. You, you know what John Fury said to Jake Paul, by the way? He said, I'm the king of the bare knuckles. I could fight Mike Tyson to the death. <laughs> well, let's see it. <laughs> I love to see that. Mike Tyson to have his sleep. <laughs> Jesus, Michael Murray put him to sleep. My God. Honestly, I said that. I said that the other day. That actually, see, see if that was my dad acting like I'm. I put him in a home and never go and see him again. You know. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck. They're just embarrassing, man. They were Tyson, wasn't they? Man, put up with that shit. Savage Patterson. Uh, Johnny Horscott Nelson says he thought he'd be competing with Top Rank and PBC. In reality, he's barely competing with Lou DiBella. Uh, before we move on to the action next week, uh, Matty, we'll just quickly recap the undercard. I'm pretty sure you saw as much of this as I did. Uh, I had to skip through Richardson Hitchens due to time constraints. My opinion of him is pretty much the same when he was with the PBC. He hasn't changed. He's skillful. He puts his punches together well. Uh, he's well-schooled, but a little bit boring at times, possibly. Also, Raymond Ford, a lot faster than Lucas. 
knocked him down, went on points over 10. And Thomas Matisse... No, Raymond his... Ford knocked the fuck out of Sicario Lucas and, and put him out in the eighth round. Oh, did he knock him out in the end? Out cold, yeah. Oh well, not, I don't know if he's cold, but he was... Yeah, there were, he was he was one he was one shot done flat on the canvas. It was um, yeah, Ford. It was a good shot there. Um, Lucas, good enough fighter, um, and uh, you know that would have been the highlight of the card if it wasn't for that great fight between uh, Thomas Matisse and Christian Tapia. Um, Steve, I, I think you saw that one, and that that was a that was just a good entertaining fight. Um, Matisse showing that he's after he moved down to 130 pounds. Fuck, doesn't he? He looks stout. And um, I, I'm curious how he's going to do with that weight, aren't you? I'm, I'm more curious of what happened to Raymond Ford, man. I thought that fight went to the 10 rounds, you know? No. Nah. <laughs> 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 it wasn't on my notes. It went 10 rounds. Are you sure, Matty? Positive. <laughs> check this out. Matisse Am I mixing and, uh, him up with Matisse and Tapia went 10 rounds. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the one I was thinking of, man. I'll be watching too much shit boxing, man. <laughs> Let's say boxing's oh man, there's, dead there's, and us are here every week. There's plenty on next week in terms of shite, mate. I'm going to bring up the VPN for that Austrian card. Maybe even put on the French card, maybe. I was asking Matty in the chat there last night, but what's the schedule for next week? And he's fucking pissed off at me. Is, is Tony Oga on the French card? No, thank fuck. Fucking joke, French card. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah, right, if, any, if, if anyone wants to catch bites from that, you can catch the, the clip of the... Uh, uh, the Raymond Ford uh, knockout over uh, Sicaria Lucas. Um, the Are you uh, sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. I you ought to check it out, Steve. Um, the uh, then also the the main event between Spark and Love was just an absolute shit show. You know, watch that one as well. But the fight between Matisse and Tapia, that's worth your time. Hell of a good fight with Tapia being sent to the canvas as the perceived puncher in the fight. Both fighters getting hurt. Um, close fight could have gone either way. Fair decision. Um, Matisse deserved a good fight, and he looks really stout at 130 pounds. I mean, fucking huge, honestly. What about this This guy got knocked out? What's his name? Fernando Vargas, his son, knocking out yeah. some guy cold with a double left hook. Yeah, and that was on the top rank card. That was uh, his, uh, Vargas, his son, Emiliano, uh, getting a this good second round uh, knockout over uh, Julio Martinez with a double left hook. That that that's in the conversation for KO of the year. I mean, if you got to pick a double left hook of the year, you got to go Caleb Plant. But uh, Vargas, um, I think that was the second fight of his career, maybe the third. I mean, just absolutely waylaid this guy. Um, Speaking so, of uh, double left hooks, by the way, fucking the big news, the big news in boxing this week: AJ AJ to RJ J. <laughs> AJ to Roy Jones Jr. in the in the training transfer market. Let's see though. He wants to be a free spirit. So look, look, look forward to AJ throwing triple left hooks. That's not definitely not going to help him gas out anyway, I'd say. We hope you all forget. Oh man. Yeah. AJ to RJ. I never tried to throw three left hooks in a row before, but I heard it's not nice. Brutal mente. Brutal mente. So, Matty, have you finished your DAZN recap and we're going to next week's action, yeah? Yeah, I think that's a, that, That's about it. That, that was actually a decent card, to be honest with you. It was a good card, actually. I enjoyed it, so fair play to Eddie and for those in attendance. Right, next week's action, I'm going to read out the three fights that I have here and you boys can decide if you want to talk about any, either, none, or all of them and then we'll go out for the evening for Midweek Madness. We're cl- uh, coming close to the hour, Boxing Asylum Nutters podcast. So, Matt, here we've got Jaime Munguia, 40-0 on the zone, going in against Gonzalo Gaston Correa, 
who did get knocked out by Alim Hananala beforehand. But to his credit, in 2021, he went the distance with Fyodor Chakashin. I think that's who you were referring to earlier, who we saw on last week's card fighting against uh, Nathaniel Gallimore, I think it was. So the fact he went 10 rounds against him uh, means he might have found a bit of sturdiness. Or you could talk about uh, Liam Davis over in Tel. Uh, going in against Oyanet Baluta and Ethan James on the undercard against Connor Parker. Anthony Yards on that card as well, which is a pretty decent domestic scrap. Or you might want to talk finally about this one, Matty, over in South Africa. Emini Colombo, a.k.a. the General, who was last seen losing to Israel Madrimov out in Kazakhstan. He's going in against one of your friends, Matty, one of the mononyms, 16-3-1 Shiva. Now, you might be thinking, why on earth is he bringing up Shiva? Well, have a look at this, Matty. Look at his box rec photo. Tell you what, old Shiva's doing all right sexually there, isn't he? Fucking A. Allegedly. Shiva's rocking it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> He's only 27. What's the pick Fuck. of the weekend then, Matty? Fucking Team Shiva over here. Did you get any, any Shiva here? Yeah, someone had to take the mantle of Martinez's for the, for the sex, and maybe it's Shiva. Fucking Shiva is now team sex. But anyways. Shiva, uh, good chance of a callback there, I think. I just, Mungia against another guy uh, that, that's that's that kind of mid-level competition. Definitely nobody worthy of a title shot or anything like that. Um, good to see him staying busy. Uh, but it, we really need a meaningful fight from him. Or he's going to end up being like Gilberto Ramirez and get himself in a fight with a real guy and not know what to do. Um, so, God, got to be careful with this. Happy to see him coming out. Should expect a first uh, uh, a stoppage in the first half of the fight for Munguia, though. Um, and I, I was hoping to see if there might be anything else on that card, but I was with you, Steve. That's the only listed fight uh, from that card from uh, Guadalajara. Uh, so uh, uh, we'll see what else turns up on it. Hopefully there's something else decent. But um, Munguia, for whatever he is, um, he takes punches and he throws punches and it's entertaining for whatever it's worth. Are you putting in the prediction league or are you not bothering with prediction league this week? It's up to you. Let's see here. I'll set the over under on the Munguia fight at uh, three and a half rounds. I think he'll go over that. What about you, Andy? Munguia against Korea. I think Korea will get stopped, but I think it'll go over <laughs> three and a half. Um, never seen anything about this Korea guy, uh, mate, to be fair. Um, but I think... I'll go Mangia. I'll go the over if it's a stoppage that Matty's talking about here. I'll go. What was it, Matty? Three, did you say? Three, three and a half. So it'd be yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go for it. I'll go for that. Okay. What'd you say, Steve? The over. Oh, over as well, yeah. Okay. Rob? Yeah, Mungia is not, he's not really a fast starter, is he? He's, he's a hard Mexican to root for, to be honest with you, with his fucking style and everything. Like he's. He's um he's kind of I kind of first heard of him when they stopped him from fighting Golovkin that time I think it was a late replacement for Canelo when he popped, um because I think the WBC inter- intervened on grounds of safety or something based on his record and 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 all that like um uh, versus you know lack of experience versus Golovkin since then had a gimme against Dennis Hogan hasn't he he's had a couple of other break performances but nothing fucking hasn't beat a top guy hasn't been in with a top guy I don't think. And I don't really know what he looks like against the top guy where we keep seeing him fighting this level of op- opposition. I have my suspicions that he will be found out. 
Um, but it's just not. He's kind of a. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. He could be called hero in Mexico, but he just seems like a very unpopular Mexico Mexico fighter compared to the other Mexicans um, that kind of are big draws and put asses in seats and have all action styles. He kind of does nothing for me. Do you know that way? It's like he's in the. Mm. You know, if I watch his fights, you know, because we're covering him on the pod, but other than that, like I wouldn't sit down to spe- specifically watch. He's Heine never Mandia. seemed to have been stepped up, has he, Rob? Yeah, it's. it's I feel like Liam he's been Smith. fighting around that that Liam same Smith. level. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm telling you, when he was, he took he his, held that belt at one fifty. That's a good fighter. He, fighter, he took he took his fighter is his belt off of uh, Saddam Ali, but then Dennis. But I think he's like a sixty-eight or to be honest with you, I think he's a sixty-eight or fighting at fifty-four. Like to be honest, I, that's I what I think right. he looks like. I, I think there's a lot of parallels with him and and uh, Gilberto Ramirez. Uh, just about one one weight class south. You're right. I Ramirez is a 175er who was squeezing 168, and right now Munguia at 160. How he ever made 154 blows me away. Well, this is it, what I was going to say because they really wrung him out to dry at 154 when he held that title. I mean, was it four or five defenses, maybe slightly more than that? And I think that was it was, his, was that last fight has no his first at 68, and he didn't look all that great either. He didn't look, you know, very very you know. It was a top condition for the fight. Show. Was it a sixty? I thought he was yeah, he, sixty. Yeah, he's still sixty. No, his last fight at at one sixty at one fifty four was against a latte, a decent enough fighter as well. And then he moved up to one sixty. Fought Spike Turiano Johnson. Me There's Kelly, another decent fighter. He's up um, at sixty five. So sixty five mate is, is is like super middleweight. Yeah, that you're right. That one was at a catch weight, but I don't know that he's moving up. Let's. Didn't he fight Jimmy, Jimmy Kelly and, and yeah, Oscar Jimmy never Kelly. fucking uh, Oscar was like, he's going to be rough and tough. This guy, Jimmy Kelly, is a great fighter. And then in another interview, he was like, <laughs> I have never seen this guy, Jimmy Kelly, literally a day of my life. Who the hell um, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But again, that's kind of, that's the trajectory of Jaime Munguia, isn't it? It's these kind of fighters, like, you know, all right, he's beat, he's beat Liam Smith at 54. He's fucking, ter- he's massive compared to Liam Smith. Hogan should have beat him. And then he's fighting, like, Jimmy Kelly, man, like you know, a fair, like a fairness to Jimmy Kelly, got him, like he was fucking destroyed by by Liam Smith himself six, seven years ago. Like, so you're not expecting him to get, you're not holding out much hope that he's going to go in and test Mungie, let alone fucking you know bring anything out of him that's worth seeing. I think he needs a dance partner. I love to see him versus one of the Charlos, um, because I think he gets he get probably exposed at that stage. But you know, I kind of he's going to be a multiple weight world champion without having beaten anyone if he keeps on this trajectory, like. Wasn't the Charlo fight mandated at one point, Rob? Wasn't he supposed to be like a mandatory Charlo? So, I, I, I feel, I feel like that fight should have happened already. Like, yeah, I feel like it should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going the over under then? Are you go uh, for the yeah the slow starter. I'd say he goes over four. Yeah, yeah, All I right. think that's fair, Matty as well. I, I agree with that. Uh, any others, or are you just throwing in that one this week, dude? All right, I'm going under three and a half. And what was Ooh. the one uh, that domestic one that you guys had on there? Uh, Liam Davis against Ionos Baluta, which I think will be a decent fight because Baluta yep. comes to fight to scrap. Yeah, yeah, let's put that one on there too. I like I like that one. Uh, Davis points for me on that one. All right, close, very close points. Davis points. All right, who do you got, Andy? Yeah, I'll go for the same, mate. I'll go with uh, Davis and points. Rob. Yeah. Um... I like Baluda, like from what I've seen of him, I actually think he's a, he's a good fighter, but I think, I don't want to say Davis points just because two boys say, so I'm going to go Davis stoppage, make it interesting, fuck it, I'm eight that points be behind a, anyway, not to lose. Davis being at home, it's going to be difficult for, for Rob for Baluda to get anything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to go Davis stoppage, get him, get him out of there. 
you know, I got to wing it and make up some stuff here. So I'm, I'm going for the five point moonshot draw here. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Baluta beating him would not be a surprise. I mean, he, he put uh, Mick Conlon to a majority decision back in the day. He's a tough old nut, is Baluta. And d- didn't he have a didn't he have a draw with some uh, Is it another TJ Haney, somebody like that? It might be. Yeah, he had a fairly high level draw on there as well. That's part of the reason I was uh-huh. going there. No, he beat TJ Dehaney and then he knocked out David Oliver Joyce. He he's fought close with just about with just about everybody at that level. I mean, that's yeah, I, I, I think he's got a chance, but like you said, you know, Davis at home and stuff like that. So I think maybe the best on the cards that Baluta can expect is a draw. So I'll go with the draw. There you go. My brother lives in Telford, but he's no interest in boxing, so he'll not be there, Matty. Uh, but has everybody made their picks yet? Yeah, I think uh, I think we got it there. Lovely stuff. That'll do for this week then, boys. Uh, I do have a few funny before we finish up. Any other business? Any any uh, overwhelming issues anyone wants to throw in, get off their chest uh, before we close out, throw them in now? Doesn't seem like it. So say I'm as we go towards yep. episode five hundred, this is forty nine at four nine nine at point five. Uh, episode five hundred next Sunday night. We're only accepting uh, five euros, uh, five pound super chats, fifty pound super chats, and five hundred pound super chats in honor of episode <laughs> five hundred. So if you're not going to fucking put them in, don't bother turning up. You don't want to fucking come on the asylum and answer some real real questions. Don't bother fucking coming unless you're giving us five hundred quid. You mean gets anyway. <laughs> Well said. Well said, Roberto. Yeah, Gary Lockwood threw in a question, which I'm going to throw out quickly to you all now, not to answer, obviously, but if you're in the chat now, you're likely to be in the chat on Sunday. He's talked about best asylum moments. So if you're in on Sunday, uh, have a think, the panel and also the people at home, for some of the best asylum moments. I'm not going to clip them or anything because I can't be bothered, but we'll uh, we'll read them out, no less. Uh, just before we finish up then, we're not going to do a value of the week, but we will mention quite a few things because we always end up on a lighter note. Uh, Ram Rob Jab Boxing put a comment into last week's YouTube he said, the Eastern European journeyman Eddie is bringing over for Johnny Fisher require a pay rise. They try and unwind after their loss to find Umar following them about with a camera while Fisher is forcing his chicken balls on them. <laughs> Welcome to British boxing. I had to laugh at that picture they go put out by the da kicking about at the table. Grease on his top, man. He's got more food on his t shirt than he's got in the menu. Right? <laughs> all you can see is lying next to him is, is a fire stick covered the fire stick remote covered in grease. Good job. Good job trying to fucking change the channel with that one. You can handle it. Okay, slip, it, slip right out of your fucking hand that one <laughs> they should get him to pick on his t-shirt the way he picks the menu what have you had John well I've had uh, two chicken balls I've had three such and such a point into them on his Chinese shirt. <laughs> I've had a Chinese we watch a fucking burger <laughs> oh good old John Fisher so that was that one also the WBF have been raising the stakes Andy this week uh, talk about a great bunch oh, of lads oh. here's the WBF <laughs> <laughs> Female title fight. Remember Skunk and Nancy? Good band that was, wasn't it? <laughs> I, need, I need to tell you something when the pod finishes by what happened this morning. Something okay. along those lines as well, mate. I bet he's going to tell you he was most attracted to the one in the middle. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Well, here, hey, what about this? An Australian boxer you can finally root for. Here's one from uh, Scandinavia, Andy. Ooh. Lindy Sandstrom from Sweden to Down Under, man. I tell you what. 
Yeah, we'll leave it down under comments just uh, to, to the side just now, mate. Okay, we did it. This is a family show. We didn't want to talk about anything untoward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she might be a priest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you're fucked. We'd turn a priest, that wouldn't it? <laughs> All sounds from doing bits. Rob's looking at this and thinking that he's going to have Mrs. Kelly going to the way and looking like a Quaker. <laughs> uh, she's taking a fucking she's taking a piece now. She's she's taking a piece with the fucking training and all. She wants to learn footwork and all now. She said, "Fucking forget about it. Pipe dream over. No. Back into the fucking kitchen with you." <laughs> Matty, here's one for you, Matty. Back to uh, John, John Fisher's greasy remote control. <laughs> I saw this one on Twitter this week. I thought it was quite good. James Crawford and Bobak. That's awesome. That's awesome. Why can't you get a fucking uh, a deal? You know, on that. Why can't they have a Bomac? Like instead of putting the burger sauce on there, you put something different on there. They should have a Bomac. Why not? What the fuck? According to everybody anyway Bomac is legitimately making all the business decisions for Terence Crawford so I don't I don't see any reason to doubt that you know as long as he's not doing Terence's meal planning I'm not too worried about it <laughs> exactly <laughs> right boys let's close up for the evening thank you to everybody who's been on tonight we've had Andy we've had Rob we've had Matty we've had Smido as well thank you to Ryan Deal who threw in 10 New Zealand dollars thank you to Matt Butters who threw in some as well and to Tosh and a quick shout out again to our friends over at patreon.com forward slash boxing asylum who joined us this week. We had Des Watson, Martin Frank, Mark Gallagher, Andrew Walsh, David Palmer, and a return, a glorious return for Gary Lockwood as well. A shout out to all the boys in the Boxing Nutters Messenger Group who've been great all day. Some well wishes been sent my way, especially from James Ledbetter. Shout out to James Ledbetter as well, who threw one in for me earlier. I've been Steve Wellings. We'll catch you all again for episode 500. A few surprises in store and keep an eye out on the YouTube channel as well for a little Father Dave special dropping throughout the week. We'll catch you all on Sunday evening for episode yeah. 500. Yeah, he's a priest, you know. Bye. We'll never forget. Oh, he does get We want to be honest, yeah. Crying like a little bitch. I've never met a fucking soul that can fight me. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. You're a fucking bomb. You're a fucking asshole. Rumpo fucking stealth skin. But allegedly, Oscar Rivas has has, has filled has filled a test. Seven year eight. Seven year eight. I will fucking smash. Fuck you. I hope you fucking die. Be safe. I love boxing sounds. Simple as that. Podcast Network.